cell phones on silent and shut your fucking mouth. The show is about to begin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck and I will be your hostess with the mostess. And I hit the wrong button. I have too many intros still. I got to delete some of those. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. It's good to see you. I don't have Sonia here today because she is road tripping apparently to Galveston, Texas to have more fun than I'm going to when this is done because I have to go grocery shopping and make a birthday cake, a strawberry birthday cake with chocolate frosting and fresh strawberries on top. It is the youngest tugboat's birthday today. And so that is what I will be doing. He brought cupcakes to school and then informed me that he did not need me to walk him in with his cupcakes. Uh, He could do it himself because he didn't want to be seen with his mom. And I I don't hate him for it, but dang, like dang. So that just just kicked my whole day off. Also, I am not a clone. I took my videos down. I'm not a clone. I'm not that person. Happy birthday, little tugboat. I am not. The invitation for Brummage to come on is still wide open. Uh, if he wants to come on, the night will be his. It won't be combative. I'm not going to, there'll be no gotcha moments. I just want to understand why he thinks the way that he does. But now he has blocked me on both my accounts. He has Sonia blocked on both too. So I, I wouldn't hold your breath. Doesn't sound like he's going to come on. But I took my videos down. I promised everybody I wasn't going to do this shit anymore. And I am not going to do it anymore. And I am sorry. Um, I am a firm believer that you have every right to stand up for yourself and you should. And I, I, I would support you and I support anybody that does it. Um, but I have a tendency to get wrapped in and I, I would, we have some stuff on Brummage. We have for a long time. I don't know if Louise is in here, but, um, I mean, we could go ham and I could, and I wanted to this morning. I fucking, I wanted to this morning. But we're not going to, because that's not what we do anymore. That's not why people follow me anymore. So why do people follow me? Hello. It's hard not to react. It is. It is. It's gotten a lot easier. But man, after just, we've just had a day. I've had a, the last couple of days. I've got a migraine hangover today. And then my kid, this, and I love this kid, right? He just wants to be independent. But I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. And William, good. <laughs> William, I love your th- I love your face. Thank you. And thank you for being here. I uh I wasn't ready for that whole mom. You don't need to walk me in and don't play your TikToks here. And I worry about that too sometimes. If like, cause my kids, they know they can't watch it. Like we don't let them watch it. They don't subscribe. They they don't follow. But uh they know what I do. And I, I think I worry about as they get older too, and if more of their and a couple people in this town know what I do. And they watch a lot of people, a lot of if you're watching now, uh, they subscribed and they watch what I do. And uh, I worry about that with my kids because kids don't understand yet. And I try to teach them, you know, what people are allowed to think and, and feel and, and do what they, they, they feel like they need to do. And we talk an awful lot about the Constitution and what their rights are and when it's OK to question the rules and, and when they shouldn't. And but there's going to come a time where, you know, they're just going to kind of want to fit in and, and if. You know, and I don't want to be the reason that they get. And I just hope that that's not the case. I hope it never becomes the case because if it does, then I, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to make a decision. I, I'll, but hopefully we're not there yet. Um, the greater count town. Yeah. And everybody talks in this town. I am from Iowa. 
I don't know where that's coming from either. They're like, you won't tell me where your town. No, I ain't going to tell you where I'm... there's 700 people that live here. It would take you zero time to find me. That one code monkey guy on, on TikTok, man, he find anybody. They stand in a wide open field and he's like, well, the sun's in the northern direction and it looks really dry and you're wearing a flannel. So it's probably Minnesota. And he's right. That guy scares the shit out of me. I keep him blocked. I'm a very private person. Um, it's not it's not nefarious that I won't tell you where I live. It's not nefarious that I won't post my children online uh, or my family or my husband. It's simply it's it's just I'm private. I'm a private person with that kind of stuff. My children aren't old enough to consent to me posting them online or to make TikToks about them. I hate family blogs. I think they're terrible. And every time I come across one, I scroll past. I hate that. Those kids, they're not old enough to consent to that. And they're going to have to go to school. And at some point, that video is going to come up. And they're going to have to deal with that. There's reasons. Those are my boundaries. Those are my rules. And I'm sorry if you don't like them. And I'm sorry if you think that makes me a clone. From I don't even know who that lady is. I have scars right here on both eyebrows. She doesn't. She's got dimples. I don't. I've got jowls. Thanks, Grandma Elsie. Damn. You ever guys use, use that age filter? Don't. If you're 40, don't. Don't use the age filter on TikTok. You'll want to jump off a bridge. So, Brummage, if you're watching, and you probably are, you're welcome to come on the show. It will be respectful. I'm, I'm not going to try and nail you into some gotcha moments. I want you to come on, and I want you to talk to everybody about why you do what you do, how you do what you do. You've done this to Ant. You did this to the, to the now you do guy. Like, now you know guy, that guy. You've done it to so many people. Dank Wicked. Some people I don't even know. Why don't you come on and just tell everybody where, where, why, why you do it this way. I'm giving you the opportunity and you should respect and give me the opportunity to defend myself against this. And if you don't, then fine. I'm having a bad morning. <laughs> Sonia can't be here. You know what? You know who else is having a bad morning? We should probably just get on the show. You all is having a bad morning probably this morning. We saw this, right? Listen, this was another one. I posted this. It was leaked out initially. Um, and the story on Twitter was that it was leaked out from some staffers on Trump's team. Probably as a joke. I could imagine them all standing around just laughing. Taking, taking it and then posting it. Because it just showed up on Twitter. Without the watermark, it was like a photo on a desk and it was crooked. I'm assuming that's where it came from. But it is the official, the official photo pulled off the website. The mugshot. It is on all kinds of, I am not going to make t-shirts. Um, I just, I'm not, <laughs> I know, but there's so many people that have, you can go to Instagram, just type in mugshot shirt and you will see all kinds of people making shirts. Go ahead and buy one. Um, they took his mugshot. He was in and out in about 20 minutes, stopped and gave a speech. Do I have that? I do. I do have that. Stopped and gave a speech at the airport on his way home. Uh, it's a sad day. It's a sad day in America when this happens. Look, this is a slippery slope, you guys, and it's not a joke. Whether you love Trump or hate him, this is an interesting concept, too, because the people that hate Trump, they're all like, yeah, the mugshot. And the people that love Trump, they're all like, yeah, the mugshot. And then we're all just like, yeah, we're like, we're like, we're like uniting over Trump's mugshot of all fucking things in the world to unite over. It's of Donald Trump's mugshot. It's crazy. It's crazy. But he he it's a it's a sad day because we all know why it's happening. It's because he questioned the election and somebody had found a tweet from Fannie Mae back in 2016, also questioning the election. 
So is she going to be arrested next? No, probably not. If they can do this to Donald Trump, what is going to stop them from doing it to you, to me, to any of you? Look at Brummage. He's already accusing me of being a clone. What if Brummage really did work for the fucking CIA? That'd be a bad day. It was a sad day in America. All these people got arrested. And he looks pissed. <laughs> like, like super pissed. It's the perfect mugshot. You can't deny it. He looks orange and pissed. Fucking the storm is nigh, right? So then this motherfucker, this guy, this guy right here, then he goes back to Twitter. Let me see if I got it. Twitter. He's been off Twitter since the 90s. I don't know. No, since January 7th of 2020, 2021. Donald J. Trump. Donald Trump. There it is. Then this motherfucker goes to Twitter. He's like, you know what? It's not enough that we have the mugshot and everybody's losing their damn minds. Like we're all, we were all, and you can't even deny this. We were all sitting here hitting that refresh button. All of us, like old people at a slot machine, just with the kinos, right? Waiting, just waiting. So many fakes too, man. It was great. This motherfucker's like, you know what? That's not even enough. Let's go back to Twitter on the day. And y'all know what tweet they're waiting on. He knows he has to know. You want to get up there at the bait. And he's like, I don't know about the QAnon movement, but I hear they really hate pedophiles. Yeah, damn right. They do. There's not, but you know, you know, everybody knows everybody who hates them knows. They all know this dude chooses on all days to go back to Twitter. He chose yesterday to post his own mugshot. Fucking a Johnson. That's what they're saying. Like officially, but the official unofficial word on Twitter before that, that came out the CNN thing was that it was leaked by his staffers. Like, it came out on a bunch of no-name accounts. So it could have been CNN, it could have been the staffers. I like the staffer story better. I don't know if it's true, but that'd be fucking hilarious. Makes more sense to me, too. Why would CNN leak it out? I was refreshing. This is what I was doing, too. Like, I'm like, come on. I refreshed it so much that Twitter, like, broke for me. I had to clear the cache. They were like, you can't keep doing this. I'm like, yes, I can. I feel like he was signaling something to Elon. I don't know. I think this has got to be significant. And if you want to get your tinfoil hats on, let's fucking go. But this has got to be significant in, in some kind of way, because you, we all know, like this was, this was the thing with Twitter. Like they kicked him off. This is what kicked off the whole censorship conversation. And even after he announced he was running for president, it took time to, to allow him back on Twitter. And Elon Musk came in, he bought it, fired everybody, and then they let Trump on. And everyone's like, I don't know if he's, he's on Truth Social, just pissing everybody off from Kathy Griffin to the guy who wrote, what, Misery? Stephen King. Yesterday of all days. Yep, we're going to talk about the, yeah, I've got that too. Jen Jordan. So let's talk about it. So he got arrested. Then he came out. He's on his plane. He's like, fuck Twitter. The storm is nigh, folks. The storm is here. Whatever. That's the tweet that everybody's waiting on. I know it. And and we've read into that. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. The story behind it is, is that tweet is supposed to go out and then everything is supposed to shut down for a period of time and be cleaned out and then come back. And then there's some Nasara Jassara talk and everybody gets really like, that's a conspiracy. But Nasara Jassara was a real thing. It was a real legislation that was introduced and then never went anywhere. 
it's a legit thing. I, it's whether or not it's happening or going to happen, I don't know. But it was a legit legislation that was introduced. Um, so you can take your conspiracy talk and shove it up your ass. Sorry, YouTube, don't take me down. Or take me down, it's fine. So he's on his plane, tweets it out. And then he gets back. Now, I don't know. Do you guys want to watch the... Do I have it? Yeah, we can watch this. So he leaves the jail. He's like, man, look at all these reporters. Let me just stop. Let me just stop and let me talk to the reporters for just a minute. So let me grab that mugshot. Uh, it's this one. I think it's this one. I got too many fucking tabs open. I'm still stuck on Brum. She's still got me all fucking rattled. Piece of dog shit. Anyway, here we go. Is it this one? Yep. For America, this should never happen. <clears throat> you challenge an election, you should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election. And I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. When you uh, have that great freedom to challenge, you have to be able to. Otherwise, you're going to have very dishonest elections. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. So I want to thank you for being here. We did nothing wrong at all. And we have every right, every single right to challenge an election that we think is dishonest, that we think it's very dishonest. So thank you all very much, and I'll see you uh, very soon. Thank you very much. Mr. Trump, if you were elected, would you pardon yourself? Yes. God, why wouldn't he at this point? Did you guys? So I got I got the debates in here, too. I can't play more than three minutes of the debates, apparently, because Fox News put a caveat on it, and they'll take us down for copyright. But I have the debates, too. But that question was asked at the debates, and they had them all lined up. And they were asked, if you become president, will you pardon Donald Trump? And, like, we're going to talk about Vivek Ramaswamy, too, a little bit. I've got the videos about the WEF, so we're going to watch those. I know there's a lot of talk about those, so let's just clear the air on that. But in that little, little, little dude just like, yeah, I'm going to do. He's like a 12-year-old at the candy line. Fuck yeah. And then everybody else is just like, oh, yeah, sure, we are, too. Yeah, you know what, you piece of trash why wouldn't why wouldn't he pardon himself i'd pardon me i'm pardoning me now dang the radio show i listened was laughing at cnn they read this day i somebody sent me msnbc's rachel maddow she's just losing her mind if we got time maybe i'll play that too i gotta go find it again um we can each post three <laughs> i know that was so weird you you can't do that so we can't and it's fine because it was the typical debate i did watch a lot i do have um, some of the highlights saved in the playlist called the stuff here on YouTube and we can watch it, but I want to move down to Trump's. So then Trump, he came out he talked at the airport and then he went on Newsmax and he talked to this, this guy, this guy right here. I don't watch a lot of Newsmax, uh, live. I usually just grab things when I need them, but he talked to this guy right he here. Said day four. Yeah. Uh, you were in custody today. It's totally absurd, uh, in my opinion. But uh, what was it like? How do they treat you? What was the experience like today in, in jail? Terrible experience. Uh, 
I came in. I was treated very nicely, but no, it's, uh, it is what it is. I took a mugshot, which I never heard the words mugshot. That wasn't didn't teach me that at the Wharton School of Finance. And uh, I have to go through a process. It's uh, election interference. You know that better than anybody. You cover it so well. You just a fantastic job. I have to tell you for the listeners, fantastic job, Greg. But it's a very sad experience, and it's a very sad day for our country. This is a weaponized Justice Department, and all of these indictments. Uh, you were in custody today. It's He is. He's right. It's a sad day. Kelly, I think it's Greg something. And the ambulance. So, yes, the ambulance was behind Donald Trump's motorcade, so there was two. So I learned something new last week, and I, I could talk about this a little bit while I'm looking up Jim Jordan's thing. But so the presidential motorcade has an ambulance behind him at all times. And a lot of people pointed out in my comment section that Biden's motorcade does not have an ambulance in it. And we really got a decent look at the motorcade when he went to Hawaii and we looked at, it, we looked at it in slow motion. It's on TikTok. You can go find it. We looked at it slow motion. There was no motorcade. A lot of people in the back were saying that it was the black van uh, that was following everybody up, which was probably the ambulance. The problem was with that is that the motorcade also has a mobile command station, which is most of the time a black van and you'll, be able to tell what it is, which is why it's always in the back because it's very obvious because it has antennas that come out the top of it. And that's what that was. Now, if you look at Trump's motorcade when he went to go and uh, when he went to go to the jail in Fulton County, Fulton County, they had two. They had a mobile command center and then they had what possibly could pass off as an ambulance. There was only one with the, the Biden. Can now, I didn't go back and look at any more Biden's Biden's motorcades because most of the time he's taken an Uber or some kind of like commercial flight. Just shut up. <laughs> Just... Because he's not the real president. Everybody knows it. Even Trump said during his interview with Tucker Carlson that somebody else is running the show. The real question is, is who? Is it the Obamas? Who, by the way, did not drown their chef. By the way, he drowned on his own. He just drowned. The autopsy came back. He just drowned. Or is it the Trump administration? That's really the question that people have. And then they don't say it really out loud because then everybody's like, it's just a deep state queuing on. No, bitch. None of this makes any damn sense. This isn't queuing on. Okay. I don't, I don't follow the drops. I am following my, my logical intuition that none of this makes any sense. And you don't have any other explanation for it other than. Joe Biden was deep in prayer during the Hawaiians testimony when he was, I mean, that's what C MSNBC came out and said he was not sleeping. Okay. He was just had his, he was just looking down and the video was granny. Shut up. You played the 10 seconds of the video. You didn't play the full 40 seconds before where he is literally nodding off. Such a terrible swimmer. Yeah. He was terrible. Is it, is it O or is it, the Trump administration. Now, a lot of people are like, well, if it was the Trump administration, then how is he letting all this terrible stuff happen? Well, then you got to get in with like the people that think a lot of this stuff maybe isn't happening the way that it's being projected to have happened. Right. A lot of people are asking. Like we talk about the missing children in Hawaii and it's a great it's a grave situation and I'm not dismissing it and I'm not downplaying it at all. But a lot of people are like, well, where are the parents of these missing kids? Why have they not come out and said anything? And maybe they have, and I haven't seen it. I've just seen a lot of comments. 
So are they really missing? Are there really kids missing? Was it, you know, and there's, it gets into a whole spider web of, of thinking that a lot of people just can't, they can't. And I, so I don't put a lot of it out because people just, they can't accept that right now, that there could be that level of deception from our government. They're whining about his mugshot. CNN, we should pull up after visits. Yeah. Did you guys see the Hawaii thing? Hold on. I'm going to be all over. I don't have Sonia backstage to keep me on point today. So good luck. Good luck, guys. Hold on. I'm going to pull this up. I posted it to Instagram. I'm supposed to have faster internet. Nope, that's not it. That's a black Spider-Man. It's pulling up my stories. There it is. And it is this one right here. Let me share it. So if you th if you're frustrated with how all over the place this is going to be, it's all Sonia's fault. So the Hawaiian and a Hawaiian store displays a long a large sign criticizing President Biden for comparing almost losing his Corvette in a small kitchen fire to the catastrophic blaze that raised the historic town of Lahaina, claiming over 115 lives and leaving more than a thousand missing. Sorry, you almost lost your 67 Corvette in a fire, Mr. President Maui Strong. What that was like? That whole thing was a mess too. It is easier for people to believe that it's a fake, that this whole thing is a show than for them to believe that there is actually somebody up there who is in positions of power that carries around a nuclear fucking football that is going to go to Hawaii and say the things that he said. This is why conspiracy theorists exist. It's not because they believe crazy outlandish things. It's because they cannot believe what is happening, what they're being told. They cannot believe what they're being told. It is easier for people to believe that it's fake than it is for them to believe that we would actually continue to allow something like this to happen. Why were the cars blue? I kind of got into that too. Maybe more to come on the blue cars. I don't have any of that put together. We could, we could look into that. Um, that the blue was to let people know that not to hit them. <laughs> if it's blue, don't hit with a do. That's terrible. Okay. Where were we? Damn it, Sonia. She's taking the blame. Where were we? Well, we were talking about Trump's arrest. Okay. Then he went on Newsmax and he's like, the establishment, it's a bullshit. It's all bullshit. That's what he said. And now he's just done. Oh, now we got the Jim Jordan stuff. That's right. Okay. So we got Jim Jordan. So yesterday while Trump was being arrested, Jim Jordan came out and he announced, let me pull this up so I can read it verbatim so I don't get it wrong. Jim Jordan came out and he announced a probe of the Georgia DA who indicted Do Donald Trump. Jim Jordan has given Fulton County till September 7th to answer his strongly worded letter on whether or not Fulton County prosecutors collaborated with Jack Smith before they, they charged President Trump. Jim held a hearing in New York to embarrass the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg Jr., who indicted Trump for falsifying business records. That failed, and it has gone nowhere. He also sent the Attorney General Merrick Garland repeated letters about special counsel Jack Smith's probes of Trump. That, too, has failed and gone nowhere. Again, Jordan is not taking this seriously and will only do just enough to appease this handful of people in Ohio who might reelect him. Now, I know that might trigger a lot of you. Don't be triggered. But he's right. Yes, he announced that he wants to investigate. He also announced that he wanted an investigation into Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci's still out here running his mouth. Although he's given up on the COVID stuff, he switched to climate change now. He believes in climate change. He did a whole show on it. 
but I don't know. I don't know if anything's going to happen. That guy's kind of dead on. I really do like Jim Jordan, and I like that he he can get up there and and he's passionate about what he does. Uh, but at the end of the day, unless something happens, like they're kind of right. We're kind of sick of of the we're going to send a strongly worded letter. We need to start hitting them just like the Democrats hit everybody else. In my opinion, uh, I'm kind of tired of it too. I'm tired of the grandstanding. We've watched enough congressional hearings to know that a lot of this is just theater and you're getting your sound bites and, and it's great for views and it's great, you know, for content, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, he's the new Trey Gowdy all talk. I don't know. Like I said, I like Jim Jordan a lot. I don't know if maybe he's just not in a position to actually do anything, but this whole dragging people to Congress and then attempting to embarrass them by, you know, putting all there is it's getting old and we're tired of it and we don't want it anymore. Like do something really investigate her, bring her up on some charges. She made the same accusation about the 2016 election, bring her up on charges. Nothing's happening. It's very interesting stuff. Uh, the new strain getting ready to drop. So do you guys want to talk about that for a hot minute? Kentucky is closing. A Kentucky public school has closed its doors for the foreseeable future because of an outbreak of COVID-19 and strep. Uh, there is Brown's College, and I want to say this was in Illinois or Washington, one somewhere. Brown's College has also issued another mask mandate. I did see some other schools that are going to start issuing mandatory mask mandates. So let's just run through this really quick. A mandate is not a law. Okay. A requirement is not a law. It is not a law. You can say no. Trespassing is a law. Okay. You can go to a store, you can go to a school. And if you don't want to wear a mask, just make them clearly state that you cannot enter without a mask on. And then you have to leave because trespassing is a law. But mandates are not a law. We're not going to, no, 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 nay, nay. We're not going to, I've seen TikToks. We're not doing this again. I'm not doing it again. We are absolutely not doing this again. So there is something I tagged you in a comment yesterday about someone's ticked about Biden being impeached. Not sure if I've seen a lot of talk about the impeachment. I haven't seen anything officially go through. I saw Marjorie Taylor Greene bring up impeachment. She filed the paperwork for impeachment, but she knew damn well it wasn't going to go anywhere. and She wasn't going to get the support that she needed, even from the House. The problem with that is it does it. Then it makes her a political star, but she can't do anything with it. It's just all smoke and mirrors. Um, so I haven't seen that is if it's legit, I'll, I'll take a look at it and we'll go, but no is a complete sentence when it comes to this again, we're not doing this again. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, we'll pull our kids out again. We'll just homeschool them. We're not even going to argue. Um, we all know at this point why these mandates were put into place. It was all about money mostly. So hard. No. Okay. Push back. Don't shut your businesses down. Don't mask your kids. Just prepare. I said this before the last one too. prepare yourself. Now get a plan together. If something happens, have a plan. Just watch your six. We're not doing this again. Okay. COVID stuff. Jim Jordan. We got that down. All right, let's move on. Let's watch the, let me pull this up. Let's watch three minutes of the debate because I want to talk about Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, the Trump stuff hasn't gone much else. This isn't hurting him. It's not going to hurt him. He could be sitting in a jail cell in Fulton County for 10 years and it wouldn't matter. People would elect him anyway. It's not going to hurt him. I don't know what's going to happen. Something's going to happen. It's probably going to be pretty big. We're not going to play anymore. We're on the side of freedom at this point. We brought a lot of people with us. 
So we're just going to uh, make sure that we keep it about. Okay. What do I got? I got to shut this. This is, which one do I want? I want the one from the Washington Post. Because I feel like that was the better one. of. I watched a, a, some of the, a bunch of these. And I feel like this was probably the better one. Highlights. Our country is in decline. This decline is not inevitable. It's a choice. We need to send Joe Biden back to his basement and reverse American decline. You all signed a pledge to support the eventual Republican nominee. If former President Trump is convicted in a court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. I mean, look, Joe Biden has weakened this country at home and abroad. Now is not the time for on-the-job training. We don't need to bring in a rookie. We don't need to bring in people without experience. Do you believe in human behavior is causing climate change? Raise your hand if you do. Look, look we're not school children. Let's have the debate. I mean, I'm happy to take it to start. <laughs> Alexander, as somebody that's handled disasters in Florida, you got to be activated. You've got to be there. You've got to be present. You I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up here. This is exactly why Margaret Thatcher said, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. Can't we have a minimum standard in every state in the nation that says when a baby is capable of feeling pain, an abortion cannot be allowed. Don't make women feel like they have to decide on this issue when you know we don't have 60 Senate votes in the House. 70 percent of the American people support legislation. But 70 percent of the Senate does capable not. Of experiencing okay. pain. You know, Nikki, I wish you well in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. You know, I'm not on but the, boards the fact of, of the matter, and Raytheon, and you know, you Boeing came off of it, but you've been pushing this lie. Stage, you've been pushing this lie let, all week, Nikki. You want to go and defund Israel? Just, you want to okay, get let me address that. I'm glad you, you brought that up. Go and give you I'm going to address each of the rest of that. This is the false lies of a professional politician. There you have it. Your watch, so you the reality make America is America less that you have no foreign me, policy experience, and it shows. And you know what? The, the foreign policy experience that the most pressing need of the American <laughs> people from a national security standpoint is our southern border. It has led to the death of 70,000 Americans because of fentanyl. When after 9 11, we had the global war on terror, and guess what? We protected the border at the same time. You can do both. But the American people deserve to know that the president asked me in his request that I reject or return votes unilaterally, power that no vice president in American history had ever exercised or taken. He asked me to put him over the Constitution. And uh, I chose the Constitution, and I always will. <laughs> Yeah. Democracy dies in darkness. Washington Post, thank you for that. And we're going to close this out. Well, we know who didn't win the debate, and it wasn't Mike Pence. I've got a hair issue going on today. It definitely wasn't Mike Pence. Mike Pence and his shady Cleveland, even without the January 6th stuff. Man, he's shady. He's got some shady, shady shit. Mike Pence is a George Bush, period. 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 It ain't Mike Pence. 
What else? What have I got? Who won? So who won? Okay, so the the mainstream media is reporting that DeSantis is actually the one that won the debates. So let me pull this up really quick. <laughs> I swallowed my spit wrong. Sorry. Mainstream media is reporting that DeSantis is actually the one that won the debate, even though the majority of the people in the circle that I kind of run around in on Twitter actually gave the win to Vivek Ramaswamy. But they're saying he won. Um, the article went on to state that Governor Ron DeSantis' debate and performance didn't generate as much buzz as other candidates. But it may have been enough to arrest his campaign's downward slide. Entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy often stole the show, frequently jousting with others on stage during the first GOP presidential primary contest and generating significant media coverage. So the majority of the headlines, though, had um, DeSantis winning. They, they felt like he was the one that won it. He was the more mature one. He was the so on and so forth. But the majority of the people in the circle that I kind of run around in are calling it for Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, Whenever you see Vivek Ramaswamy's name put up anywhere on Twitter, on TikTok, it doesn't matter. It seems like people are calling him out. They're saying he's a WEF puppet. They're saying he's a Soros puppet. So I found some stuff. And so I'm going to show you guys a couple of videos. Now, if you like Vivek Ramaswamy, just I'm, I'm not coming at you. This isn't just isn't a blast. And this is about making sure that we know and we understand who we are supporting at the end of the day. And that goes for Trump, too. But we've deep dove into Trump more times than I care to count. At this point, it's about making sure that we understand who these people are, who they were, and who they could potentially be portraying themselves to be. So there's a couple of things with Ram or Vivek Ramaswamy. And somebody else in the debates brought up his Israel um, connections. And that came from, let's see. Oh, do I not have it? <clears throat> that came from a tweet where he was talking about how the, one of the good things that Israel has is their security measures. And in a context of his, is this it? Nope, that's not it. Where is the Israeli one? Sorry, I'm not super polished today. That's, that's Trump. I thought I sent it to Sonia. Maybe I didn't. But he talks about how they have one of the better security, and that's one of the things that they did right. And they're really big on censorship and all of that jazz. And so that got a lot of people. There's some other stuff with Israel that we could possibly take a look at. But one of the videos that I have right now talks about uh, his, basically his overall WEF and George Soros connections. And it kind of talks about just a little bit of every, the deeper and the darker stuff of his. But when you listen to the video, there's a lot of bias in it. So I want to make sure that I set the stage for that. There's some bias in the video. It's, it's from like a lefty now this account on TikTok. So separate the propaganda, the bias from the facts. And you should be just fine. But here's the video. The video is about five minutes long, so hang with me. Vivek Ramaswamy, a millionaire, is running for the Republican presidential ticket. Like every GOP candidate in the race, he is pulling far below Donald Trump. But he's slowly rising and recently took third place behind DeSantis. Meaning Ramaswamy is pulling higher than name brand politicians like Mike Pence and Chris Christie. So does he really stand a chance fighting the Trump machine? Who is Vivek Ramaswamy? 
Born to Indian immigrants in Cincinnati, Ramswamy soon became a nationally ranked tennis player and valedictorian of his high school. He graduated summa cum laude from Harvard with a degree in biology and then received his JD from Yale Law School. In other words, he's like everything George Santos lied about being. While at Harvard, Ramswamy had a side hustle, rapping under the stage name Devec. And fans of Devec will be pleased to see him back on the 2023 campaign trail. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. So, so never you won't give up that. In 2011, the budding rapper received a Paul and Daisy Soros Fellowship for New Americans, which gives financial support to immigrants or children of immigrants who are poised to make significant contributions to U.S. society. While this was quite the accomplishment, Ramswamy allegedly paid a Wikipedia editor to remove it from his page because the fellowship came from the older brother of George Soros, a mega donor to progressive causes, an enemy of the base Ramswamy needs to win over. Ramswamy worked for a New York City hedge fund, which invested heavily in a little farm a bro named Martin Shkreli. My friend, uh, and at the time he was actually my biggest investor, Vivek Ramaswamy, he's now running for president. He basically took our, our business model and supersized it. After leaving the hedge fund in 2014, Ramaswamy went on to start a biotechnology company called Royvent Sciences. This venture and its numerous subsidiaries would end up lining his pockets enough to help launch a presidential campaign, and then some, and then some, and then some. In 2021, Ramaswamy wrote a book titled Woke Inc. In it, he wrote things like, the murder of George Floyd was tragic. But it was also tragic that thousands of people of all races died of diseases every day that could be better treated by a broken healthcare system. While many in the crowded GOP field vying for the presidency decry the dangers of wokeism, Ramswamy is the only person who can say he has written an entire book on the topic. A year after getting so triggered about the idea of wokeism that he had to write a 368-page book denouncing it, he launched Strive Asset Management with financial backing from J.D. Vance's firm and Peter Thiel. The company, which has been branded as anti-woke and anti-ESG, claims to focus on keeping politics out of boardroom decisions. It's worth noting that Ramswamy's personal investments are linked to companies that have embraced ESG principles or environmental, social, and governance practices. The New York Times points out that his substantial investments in companies like Microsoft, Home Depot, Lockheed Martin, and Waste Management contradict the anti-ESG image his firm presents, since these companies actively adhere to various environmental, social, and governance practices. In response to this hypocrisy, Ramswamy's senior advisor told the New York Times that Ramswamy doesn't manage his own stock portfolio, which I guess means he's off the hook. But let's get to the campaign at hand. If he can somehow pull this off, what would a Ramswamy presidency look like? The Washington Post notes that his platform leans heavily on executive actions, saying it includes raising the voting age to 25 unless certain requirements are met, ending affirmative action in every sphere of American life, shutting down the FBI, and trimming 75% of executive branch employees to reduce the size of the administrative state. He said he would consider anti-vaccine advocate RFK Jr. as his running mate if he were to get the nomination. He's also said he would tap Ted Cruz and Mike Lee for the Supreme Court. He would probably ban talk of systemic racism in schools, and he would definitely try to eliminate teachers' unions. But he likely won't get to do any of this, because the Republican Party doesn't look ready to move on from Trump just yet. Even Ram Swamy doesn't look ready to move on from him yet. It's another sad moment in our country's history. The 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, has yet again been indicted by the Biden DOJ. The allegations in this indictment fall flat. It is wrong and incorrect and inaccurate to place blame for what happened on January 6th at the feet of Donald Trump.
And because Trump gets all the good stuff people are saying about him directly delivered to his doorstep, he praised Ramswamy in return for his praise. Trump said, I am pleased to see Vivek Ramswamy is doing so well in the most recent Republican primary poll. The thing I like about Vivek is that he only has good things to say about President Trump and all that the Trump administration has so successfully done. Trump even mentioned that someone on the debate stage could possibly be his running mate. I think Vivek has done a very good job, frankly. Is there anyone on that stage you see as potential running mate? As your VP? Possibly, yeah. I mean, I think you have some good people on the stage, actually. I think you have some very talented people. So far, no one on that stage has been nicer to Trump than Ram Swamy, And that's all he has to do to remain one heartbeat away from the presidency. That's tough. That's a lot. That's a lot to digest. He's all on Trump's D. Now he's hopping on the... He, maybe... I don't trust I don't trust anybody that came out of the gate from fucking nowhere. I struggle with this. Um, and I think that's an attitude that a lot of us need to take. I feel like the president of the United States is a position that needs to be earned by moving up through the ranks and and doing things maybe in the House first or or the Senate or even as, you know, um, even like Obama. Didn't he? he Obama was God, what was he governor? But he kind of came out of fucking nowhere. Just nowhere. And all of a sudden he was president. It was just kind of this weird um, thing. And I get this very same feeling with Biden. I He said a lot of the right things, but so many people now are so over about what people have to say. We're so tired of it. I'm tired of listening to you talk. Do something. You know, and are you going to do something and what are you going to do? And all of the videos that I watched on the debate stage that night, I didn't hear anybody say what they were going to do, what their plan is. My first day in office, I'm going to do this. My first hundred days, I plan to start the wall back up or I plan to shut the border down or none of that. I didn't hear any of that. And I maybe understand, too, that the debates isn't necessarily where that's going to come from. That comes from campaigning and so on and so forth. But this is one of the things that they're really going to struggle with is is that they don't it doesn't seem like anybody has a legit fucking plan. Anytime I get any mailers from anybody and that's from I get all these mailers from Ron DeSantis. I get mailers from Mike Pence and I get mailers from. um, I can't think of the guy's name now right off the top of my head. But I get mailers from all of them. And in those mailers, it's like, we are great and we love Iowa and we love you. And that's it. There's no breakdown of, okay, well, here's what my first 100 days is going to look like. Here are, what I, here are the things that I feel like are important right now that need to be fixed right fucking now. Like right now. And Trump has come out and he's done that. You know, here we, we need to get the economy under control. We need to shut the border down. Those are kind of like his two big, in the first 100 days, that what's he planned to do. And I fully fully, fully anticipate him doing that because that's what he did the first hundred days of his first presidency because he shut all that shit down and he started it on the wall and he, you know, but none of them have a real plan. They can talk about everything that's wrong with this country. We talk about everything that's wrong with this country. We all know already. Um, Vivek needs to keep his shirt on forever. Yeah. The rapper thing. I don't know. So I don't know about Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, there are a lot of rumors, like I said, that were going around about him, but he did respond to some of those rumors and he did so on TikTok. Take a look. We're surging in the polls. The knives are coming out. The opposition research machines are churning. And you know what? That's a good thing because I'm running to be your next president. I want to lead this country and I better darn well be able to take some questions along the way. Stay skeptical. I would be too. Let me just address them transparently. Most popular questions we've gotten in order. First, what is my relationship with the World Economic Forum? Answer, 
none other than being probably their biggest critic here in the United States. And then the reason people are asking me this though is because the World Economic Forum named me on a list of so-called young global leaders. They did it despite the fact that I turned down their award. They kept my name on that list despite the fact that I repeatedly asked them to take it off because I did not share their values. I'm an opponent of it. Well, when they refused to do it, you know what I did? I sued them because I believe in taking action. That's the World Economic Forum question. Next popular question we get is, what is my connection with George Soros? Answer, none, zero. Indirect, direct, zero connection with George Soros. Why are people asking this question? It's because back in 2010, by the way, long before George Soros had completely fallen off the deep end and gone into these progressive causes, funding these disastrous toxic prosecutors who are soft on crime, who I've also railed against. Long before then, in 2010, I won a scholarship when I was 24, 25 years old, headed to law school that was partly funded by not George Soros, but Paul Soros, who's a relative, a brother of George Soros, who made his money independently, who by the way is now dead, that funded hundreds of people. Hundreds of kids won that scholarship. I was one of them to go to graduate school at the age of 24, 25, back when I didn't have a lot of money to do it. And you know what? If I had turned down that scholarship back then, that would have been so foolish that anybody that foolish probably should have no place anywhere near the White House doing trade deals on behalf of this country. Next question I actually got last few days was about a statement that I had made about masks back in early 2020, in the early stages of the pandemic. And here I'll admit it, my anti-government instincts got the better of me. Because I don't know if you all remember this, but back in March, April 2020, when I put that tweet out, which said that we should buy masks based on individual personal responsibility or whatever it was that I said, that was in response to the government including Fauci and the head of the CDC, laughing at people for buying masks and telling people across this country that they shouldn't buy masks. I have inherently libertarian instincts. I'm skeptical of the government. I think the government mostly lies. And so when they were saying don't buy masks, I went the other way and said that, you know what? If the government's gonna tell me not to protect myself, then maybe we should be protecting ourselves. Well, as the facts changed, so did my opinions on it. We quickly learned that masks don't work the entire time I was against mask mandates and vaccine mandates. In fact, you can take a look at my clip with Tucker in late 2020, when I was one of the early people warning against rolling out the vaccine too quickly and the risks of doing it. But that's where I've been all along. So anyway, keep the questions coming. I think skepticism is good. I think if you wanna lead the free world, you better be able to handle the heat. Otherwise you get out of the kitchen. And you know what? We're gonna keep doing this at every step of the way, transparently, openly, that's my job. Your job is to keep asking questions. Keep doing it. Stay skeptical. That's what makes the country work. So, yes, he did. He also, with the Soros thing, so back in, what is the date on this? 7-15 of 2020, P.D. Soros Fellowships. We're very excited to learn that P.D. Soros Fellow and Rovian Sciences CEO Vivek Ramaswamy is on Twitter. Even better, you can find his latest essay here. He joined this fellowship uh, back in 2020. So he's not lying about that. He absolutely joined the fellowship. He was part of the, the Soros Fellowship. This sounds a lot like, um, what's her name? 
Ah, what's her name? Somebody says in the comments, I'll bet you dollars to donuts. What is her name? She just went from being a Democrat to a Republican. She was also part of this WEF young leaders situation. And she had left and she came out and denounced them on a podcast with uh, somebody else. But he's denouncing it now, but he did accept the grant and he took Soros's money. And that's why he is where he is now. There's some Tulsi Gabbard. Thank you. There is some um, big pharma stuff too that people were real concerned about. So Vivek Ramaswamy allegedly made a fortune through a deceptive biotech company. He manipulated data using computer analysis and to hide failed drugs downsides from investors. The company was based in Bermuda, minimizing tax payments for higher profits. He rebranded a drug RVT 101, and it was marketed as an Alzheimer's breakthrough, but it ultimately failed. Vivek sold shares before the trial, raising suspicions of insider knowledge. He's got, there's, there's a lot to Vivek Ramaswamy that is concerning and the libertarian stance, considering he was a staunch, um, liberal, not that long ago. And now he takes more of a libertarian stance. I don't know. I used to be a Democrat, uh, but I don't, I don't know that I was ever a liberal. I never really thought that the government should overstep their boundaries. There once was a day when that was the democratic party, uh, but those days are obviously long gone. So maybe it kind of maybe similar story. But his also his slob in the nom of Donald Trump is something else that a lot of people bring up concern for, because in this book that he wrote, uh, he takes shots at Donald Trump. So he goes on to state in a portion of this book that it was a dark day for democracy. I got to show up. The keeper of the last election refused to concede the race, claimed that the election was stolen and raised hundreds of million dollars from local supporters and is considering running for executive office again. And he's referring to, of course, Donald Trump. And he goes on to bash conservatives through all of this, calling them, um, calling them victims, victims of their own mentalities and things like that. I can post this. I'll probably, I can post this in a telegram when I'm finished. Um, but he goes on to state, but while Trump promised to lead the nation and to recommit itself to pursuit of greatness, what he delivered at the end was just another tale of grievance, persecution, complex, and an awkward reach much of the Republican party as a whole. So he wasn't always a Trump fan and he seems to be like big on Trump right now, but Really, really. And this, but this wasn't that long ago. This was after 2020, I want to say. So it's not like it was forever and ever and ever. It's not like he was, you know, 15 years younger or still in college or this wasn't that long ago. He changed his stand. Is it possible? Sure. Sure it is. But to go that far into Trump's butt cavity and <laughs> uh, that's a stretch for me. I'm going to struggle with Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, I don't know if he'll make it. I kind of doubt it. He's going to make it past the primaries, but, and I don't know that he's going to pick him for VP either. That would be an interesting pick for vice president. A lot of rumors. There's a lot of rumors that are talking about Tucker Carlson as VP. And considering the, the collab that just happened and the weird shit going on with like Twitter and Tucker and Trump and, there might be something to it. Uh, I would really, really, really much rather see Tucker Carlson in a um, um, press secretary seat, but a lot of people are saying that. So we'll see. He'd be, I think he needs more experience. I think he needs to be in the Senate. I think he needs cabinet. Yeah. Like something, something more than what he's got going on right now. 
there's a lot of these rumors still going around too. I like Byron Donalds too, but I do. I think he's young too. And I doubt they'll pick him for a BP. I do. I've heard a lot of this too. Now RFK jr. Has come out and said that there is no way he would sit on the same ticket as Trump, but I find it really hard to believe that if Donald Trump came and asked him after the primaries, if, if he's picked and he can't and said, listen, I find it really hard to believe that Junior would shoot him down. I really do. But maybe I can 100%. I can see this happening. And I think it should. I think it would be amazeballs. I would be amazeballs. He wouldn't even be giving up his current position. He would just be doing it from a different podium. That's all. But he has to protect the president. I think that might be where... Tucker likes to talk about all kinds of things. And if you're press secretary, your primary goal is to protect the president from, you know, uh, information from rumors for so on and so forth. So, um, is all over Anthony, Oliver Anthony stupid. I don't know who that is. I'd have to look, I'd have to refresh my memory, but more to come on Vivek Ramaswamy as he continues to climb in popularity. Like I said, I'm always leery of somebody who comes out of left field. Um, just out of fucking nowhere and runs for president. You know, Byron Donald, somebody said that in the comments, if he were to run for president, I wouldn't think that was so weird uh, because he kind of made a name for himself during like the house, the speaker of the house uh, uh, votes and things like that. And, and even before that, he was kind of making waves on things. Byron just came out of nowhere and nobody even really knew who this cat was until recently. And I, and I find that very interesting and suspicious. His big pharma ties his ties to the Soros, I think is going to kill him. I know that he's trying to address it, um, but people aren't going to let that go. And even if he were to be picked and even if he did eventually someday become president, people are going to remember. And the minute he fucks up or it looks weird, they're going to call him out. Oh, the rich men of North people are saying that's a bad guy. Too. I don't know. I have not looked into that. <clears throat> they're saying that he's kind of like a, uh, what do they call it? Controlled opposition. I don't see, I, I don't see it. I think he caught a luck it, and it does happen. You catch these lucky breaks and whew, I heard he turned down millions and millions of dollars with the deals. I don't know. But if you're going to think that you'd have to think about like Tom McDonald too, is Tom McDonald a plant? Then you kind of get into that paranoid and, and a problematic stage like Brummage. And so I'm really careful with that kind of stuff and accusing people of not being who they are. Um, and I'd rather just, watch their character and then make a decision on, from there. So, cause he doesn't want to get in dirty with the music industry. I think the music industry is dying. And I think he was smart to turn that down because I think he would do a lot better probably on his own. Um, the middle finger worked for Tom McDonald, uh, North Richmond. He turned down a lot of money. Yeah, he did. And I gave Chris props for turning it down. So all of his, his name after his grandfather, Oliver. Yeah, I don't see it. Uh, maybe it's possible, but again, once again, the, the paranoid and problematic, you got to be real careful with that. I got somebody out here calling me a clone. Y'all have been with me for years. I ain't clone. I'm not plant. I'm not one way or another. I'm not left and I'm not right. If I was, I'd be out here pushing for RFK Jr. or Trump or, but I'm not, I just want the best candidate to fix my life or help me fix my life. Make it easier for me to fix my own life. So we just have to be really careful. They don't need the music industry anymore. A lot of people are making it on TikTok and it's amazing. It's amazing. 
And that's only going to get bigger at all of these platforms. That's only going to get bigger. You're going to see the whole, you need an agent for different things. That's all going to die out eventually. Um, and you're going to see people be able to just do it for themselves. So with that, that sounds like a really good place to stop. I think for today, we're at 55. I have to go and get groceries and I have to get cake stuff uh, for the littlest Hank's birthday tonight. And I just got a picture of him at school holding his cupcakes. It's, I got to go cry a little bit more because he didn't need me this morning and because I'm a clone. So, but his accent is faint. Like he grew up, he grew up throughout Appalachia, Minnesota. I know people are just paranoid and problematic. Just watch your six. Like don't, I can't defend all of it. I thought about making my own. Well, I could actually make my own frosting. Cream cheese frosting is one of our favoritists. I have to get food coloring though. We'll see. William, I love your face. Thanks for being a member for eight months. I got a lot of, some of you guys have been members here for going on two years. Scott, Purple Princess, like two years they've been members. Crazy. So Dark Blaze, it's okay. You can go back and rewatch or you can listen to it on Spotify. I'll upload it here pretty soon. Relentless Mikey, he's been a member for 16 months. That's, yeah, long ass time, you guys. So, all right. I love your faces. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the, thanks for pumping me up a little bit. We're going to keep going. We're just going to keep at it. Do I have anything? Today's the end of the week. No. As it sits right now, we're going to be live normal time Friday next week unless something cool or fun happens. We might stream it. We'll see what happens. So I love your faces, you guys. Keep removing. Take it easy. Tell your mama says hi and watch out for deer. Bye, guys. Back off. I'll take you on. Head strong. You take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're head strong. You're head strong.